Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. To my left, Corey K, and across the table, my main man, DG. What up, DG? Hey, uh, Rolski. Hey, Corey with a K. How are you guys? Good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Uh, holidays are here. Had Thanksgiving this past week. Been on a, I've been on like a three or four day bender here. I'm coming off of it here on a Sunday afternoon in the Sip and Serve studio. You seem a little subdued, uh, a little slow moving. I just, oh yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. I don't know if maybe it was a turkey hangover. Sounds like maybe it was a different kind of hangover. It was definitely not a turkey hangover, DG. I, f- I figured you might have one of them, but you look well. You look well. I feel okay. Uh, I tell you, I didn't eat near as much as I thought I would. I impressed myself. Okay, because you sent me a plate or a picture of your plate there on Thanksgiving Day, and I was, you know, I was really, I was really surprised of. How little. I figured you'd have stuff stacked up. And I mean, you kind of surprised me a little bit there. Well, that was the first trip, and I think I actually sent you a picture of two plates side by side. Yeah. The picture I got was two plates. And uh, so, yeah, I, I cleaned that up. I went back. I got some some, some extras second time through and then started in on the desserts. Um, and I pretty much stopped there. You know, I didn't, I didn't eat to the point where I was miserable like I normally do. I stopped pretty early. You know, we didn't, my family didn't hang around too too much longer after the meal just because we kind of wanted to play it safe. So everybody went home. I think that helped. Not not sticking around, not watching football all afternoon. And then, of course, you go back and you smash again. So, I mean, we, we fixed, my wife and I, we fixed some, some plates and took them home with us. But uh, not near as bad as I was anticipating. You know, I did a first this year, and I think I'm going to do it every year from here on out. Down there at my wife's parents' place, we had uh, we had dinner, and I made a turkey sandwich. Then that's a first for you for Thanksgiving Day at the dinner table. Okay. Yes, I got a I got an oversized bun and just put mayonnaise on both buns, slapped some turkey in there, and just had a sandwich right there. First time I've ever done it, and I, I feel like that's going to be a ritual from here on out. Well, for me, that wasn't a Thanksgiving Day thing. Exactly, but the it day was after. A, it was a leftover ritual. Yes, yes, cold. Yeah. I had a hot turkey sandwich, and it was fantastic. So yeah. I'm going I'm doing that from here on out. Fantastic. What about you, Corey K? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it wasn't bad. We just had a small get-together at a relative that I've been with all summer, so it was just maybe six or seven of us yeah that's about the number we had we didn't have a big one either yeah so everybody stay safe out there on thanksgiving sounds good uh got some i got some good i got some big big things coming up for me here gentlemen this week it's uh deer hunting season gun weeks coming up i'm i'm pretty amped up dg walked in i was getting the rifle ready uh got the orange got the blaze orange out i'm pretty excited i'm getting off two hours early every day this week to get out there so I'm hoping I can get something on the ground this week, fellas. I, I'm confident in that. I uh, we're recording on a Sunday afternoon. I didn't realize that gun season started tomorrow. Yep. And then how long? Monday week, through Sunday. Yeah, basically a week. Okay. So the Orange Army will be out. So uh, if you see a bunch of specks of orange out in the woods this week, you know why. Okay. You usually don't see that, but this week you will. So don't be alarmed. Just the orange army out there. You gotta wear orange when you go bow hunting. I don't even no, know. Nope. Usually camoed out. But uh 
Yeah, you got to wear the blaze orange. Stay safe. Let everybody know where you're at. That's, Shoot straight this week, people. That's the law, right? Yeah. Shoot straight this week. Do you wear camo under the orange? Yeah, I do. I mean, with a gun, I mean, you can... It's it's a lot easier to put one down than with a bow, but yeah. I still wear camo. I'm sure everybody else does, too. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't typically bow hunt they just gun hunt so they're this is this is their week so there's gonna be a lot more hunters out there than usual yeah but uh anyways yeah i was gun hunting's coming up um i got back on the xbox over this little thanksgiving break boys did you download the new call of duty yeah i I got that snap from you and uh i've been getting my ass kicked boys (laughs) like these (laughs) these kids nowadays i mean these rats out there they're they're just bending me over well you think it was a good idea to just jump straight on online and start playing? Or? I already beat the campaign. So I beat the story mode. So, I mean, all that's left is multiplayer online. Okay. And, you know, a bunch of our buddies play. So I got in there with them. And, of course, they're rats. I mean, they're, they're good. And, they're I mean, they're leading our team. And I'm just sitting down here just getting thrashed. <laughs> I mean, just a lot of cussing, DG, if you can imagine. There's a lot of cussing going on. I can't imagine, actually, yeah. But uh, hey, practice makes perfect. Just yeah, keep after I, I just it. Gotta, keep after it. Work on your craft. You know, you'll you'll get back to where you used to be. I think so too. But uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, guys, before we before we get going here, this the COVID has taken over the NFL. We're we're uh, we're recording here on Sunday afternoon, and I was I was reading a little bit this morning, setting my fantasy lineup. I got Melvin Gordon on my team. Plays for the Broncos. So I took him out of my lineup, which Melvin Gordon usually is an automatic start for most people. I took him out of my lineup this week because three of their quarterbacks are out with COVID-19. They have to start a freaking wide receiver off the practice squad at quarterback today. I saw that. That's going to be a massacre. And they play, and they're playing the New Orleans Hornets, and they're they're like the, Saints, Saints, uh, <laughs> New Orleans Hornets. <laughs> yeah, the Saints, and uh, they're like ranked number one against the run. So I'm like. Melvin Gordon is not touching my team this week. What is that? Is that an app? Is that a four o'clock game? Because uh, I'm trying to watch that. I don't know if it'll even be on TV. Yeah, it better not be on TV. They asked yeah. the NFL if they could start one of their assistant coaches at quarterback. He last played at UCF in 2012. They wanted to start him, and they didn't. The NFL didn't let him. Yeah. Well, they also they also kind of wanted to cancel the game. They're like, no. I mean, you're playing. Yeah. So. Man, it's it's going to be something to see that. You know, I'm, I find it surprising that an NFL teams, because you know their quarterbacks, first, second, and third string, they practice together, they go through drills together. It's surprising that NFL teams, with what's going on with COVID and stuff, they don't have a quarterback just in reserve in the bank. Yeah, that, that doesn't doesn't have any contact with the rest of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you, man. It's going to be something to see to see this wide receiver off the practice squad take some snaps today. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> It'd be great if they could pull off a win, big win. Yeah, and also the uh, the Ravens, like their whole team is quarantined. Right? Like their whole offense is quarantined right now, and they, they got pushed back to a Tuesday game now, right? Yeah, Did they I were, see that? They were supposed to play on Thanksgiving night against the Steelers at like 8, but – uh, that Harbaugh, their coach, pretty much said everything's closed until at least Monday, and then they keep getting more positive tests. Same with the Steelers. I think I saw the Steelers had like two or three tests positive this morning, so that game's in jeopardy now. I'd, I'd say they, they might cancel that game. Yep. 
the fight last night, gentlemen. This Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. And then we had uh, the Paul Kidd versus Nate Robinson. Three-time dunk champion, I believe. His first ever boxing match, I believe. And he went up against the YouTuber, the Paul Kidd. I don't know. Whoever. Yeah. It don't matter. That Paul Kidd literally just put him to sleep. I mean, it was... I had high hopes for Nate Robinson to do his business against that kid, but no, it was the other way around, man. It was I watched it and it was all Paul for sure. And that was second round KO, is that right? Yeah. In the first round, I mean, Nate got knocked down I think twice in the first oh, round. Oh man. And uh he came out and that it was like the first few seconds of the second round. He took one right off the chin. I mean, he went to sleep. Straight yeah. on the mat. His body locked up. Well, I think everybody that's been on Twitter or Instagram has probably seen that, uh, seen him just asleep, face down on the canvas. Yes. And uh, also, you know, the, the the main event here, Tyson versus Roy, Roy Jones Jr., it was probably the worst boxing match I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. But, no, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, we got two 50, 50-year-old guys out here. Yeah. Yeah. And you knew, I don't care what they – what Tyson, what Jones said leading up to the fight, it's an exhibition. These dudes are like 50-ish. So th- there wasn't going to be any knockdowns or knockouts. So I noticed uh, the little bits and pieces I watched, there was a lot of, it was like jab, 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 lock, lock up. Yep. Separate. Yeah. Jab, hook, lock up. Yep. Separate. That's all it was, yeah. man. It really was. It was so boring. But i tell you what the highlight of the night was. With Snoop Dogg, our guy, performing in between the fights did you see any of that i didn't i haven't listened to any of the audio of him doing the commentary but uh i'm definitely gonna check that out because i'm sure it was a hoot man <laughs> commentary yes it is absolutely wild that snoop dogg was on commentary for a boxing match wow. but that that was probably the best part of the night honestly yeah it's, it's 2020 it's a weird year why not have snoop comment be the be an analyst on a boxing match and then uh, episode 31, we did the uh, karaoke thing here, and I sang a little bit of Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and he he sang that song last night. Did he? I, did you get my Snapchats? I did, but I wasn't listening to audio. Okay. I just I could see he was out there, you know, doing his thing, and I thought, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he, he did uh, Gin and Juice, Ain't Nothing But a G Thing, Drop It Like It's Hot. He had several several bangers, dude. It was good. Yeah. He, I really enjoyed Snoop Dogg last night. It was He was he was probably worth the 50 bucks. Man, he's he's been blown up just kind of everywhere lately they were playing some um some of his commentary at, uh, on a lakers game sports center's instagram was was sharing that out a couple days ago you ever you ever listen to him doing the um the voiceover for like nature shows with animals yes uh pleasant earth as a they do a segment on jimmy kimmel and he's and he's doing the voiceovers for that man i've seen some on youtube yeah, that's hilarious that stuff I mean, Snoop, if there's not one person out there that don't like Snoop Dogg. There's nobody like him. No, yeah, there's he's nobody like yeah, him. He's the one and only, that's for sure. Yeah. Anything else you guys got on your got on your mind you want to get out? DG, anything? Corey K before we move on? Uh, you know, I just I know you're not a big college basketball guy, but man, there's been a lot of good college basketball on this past week. That's one of my favorite times about the week of Thanksgiving. It's really the first first good solid week of college basketball so there was they call it feast week and there was a lot of good games on so i've been enjoying that um dude ncaa is wide open this year yes yeah it is and uh they've already said 
uh, the NCAA has already made plans instead of in the springtime, March Madness, you know, typically there's games all over the country. And then as as the tournament progresses, it the locations kind of get narrowed down. They said there's going to be one location for March Madness because that's the only way they could do it with, with COVID and, you know, kind of like the NBA bubble. Yeah. It's going to be an indie. I was about to say, it's going to be an indie, right? Yep. I wish I could get down there and see that. But That'd be cool. You're probably not going to be able to. It'd, all, it'd be cool, though, if you could go down there and grab a hotel and just go bar hopping and watch the games. I mean, just in the atmosphere there. Yep. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a good time. You know, you sent us a text, I think that was on Wednesday, I believe, that uh, a local a local kid that played in our area, uh, his name's Dylan Swinkle, he played for uh, Bowling Green, right? Yeah. And he versus Michigan. I got home from work that day and I threw that on. I thought that was he's a starter for Bowling Green, the oh, center. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um seven footer from Southern Ohio playing on playing against Michigan. I mean, I, I watched that. I mean, that's pretty cool just to see him out there. Yeah. He, um he's gonna play a significant role for Bowling Green this year. And they're supposed to be pretty good in the Mac. They're supposed to make some real noise. Um Joe Lenardi, he's already putting up his mock brackets bracketology or whatever i mean he's he he makes a bracket for 2021 before the season even started and he already has bowling green as like a 14 15 seed so he's projecting them to get in and yeah swingle is he's starting for them he's the biggest dude they have um unfortunately that i'll watch that michigan game too he got in a little bit of foul trouble there he wasn't really able to play significant minutes but like you were saying, man, it's just cool to see a local kid that we we watched, you know, here playing SVC ball, playing at that level now. I mean, literally on ESPN, yep. which is kind of sweet. All right, Corey K, I think we got a voicemail to get things started here. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. What's up, Rolls? Here's up, BG. I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Roush and BG. They uh, gifted me their old Canal Smokehouse gift cards. Take my woman on a date. It's a good meal, and uh, just wanted to give them a shout-out. Thank you. All right, so we got a uh, listener voicemail here. He took his girlfriend, woman, whatever, out on a date down there to our, our friends down there at the old Canal Smokehouse. Sounds like sounds like two previous gift card winners donated their cards so this guy could take his girl out on a date. DG, what do you think about that? I like it. That's that's generous. That is generous. Yeah. So they had forty dollars worth of gift cards and he took her out on a little date. Hey, that's a good spot. Um that's a good date spot. Good food. You know you're gonna you know you're gonna get some good food down there. And the atmosphere. Yeah. The atmosphere is a good, a good date spot. You're right. And I tell you, downtown Chillicothe this time of year is a kind of a cool place to be with the Christmas decorations up and the storefronts, and you got the skating rink down there now. Take your take your old lady down there, get her a good good piece of pork, get some different kind of barbecue sauces on there, have some good, pretty good mac and cheese, and then walk her on down to the skating rink. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's of age. And I don't think they're of age, but all the listeners, I get you, get you a bourbon, warm yourself up, get you a hot toddy. Yeah, Troy appreciate that. Get you, a piece, get you some pork and a bourbon, then go down there and hit the skating ring. 
Good time. Nothing says the holidays like pork and skating. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our main segment today, we're going to do a little something different here. We've never done it. We're going to do something called skills we wish we had. So when me and DG thought about this here, we were just throwing around random ideas. I'm like, what? What's something that you would, you you're not good at, but you wish you were, DG? What's some, What's one skill that you wish you had? So, um, really, the first one that came to mind is, eh, I wish I was handier. Like I just wish I was able to um, fix fix stuff. It'd be it would be nice, you know, talking about cars. Working on cars, working on housing, plumbing, electric, you know, just everyday things that a lot of people have to, you got to take your car and have somebody else work on it or call a plumber to come and look at it or call an electrician to come and look at something or you're doing an addition to your home. You got to have a carpenter come and it would would just be really cool to have those skills and have that knowledge. You think you could change a toilet by yourself change a toilet like take out a toilet and put a new one in and make sure everything's hooked up right no leaking no nothing do you think you could change a toilet i think i could because the the cool thing one of the coolest things i think about technology nowadays is you can if you spend long enough on youtube you can learn how to do just about anything yeah you're right on that you know like that was something your dad, my dad, they didn't, when they were our age, they didn't have that. You know, they just, either you knew how to do it because you helped somebody do it before or you had to call somebody to come and do it for you. But now with YouTube and with, you know, the internet, you can you can almost teach yourself how to do anything like that, anything related to that. So I think I could. I wouldn't be confident. I would have to do a lot of research and, you know, do a lot of homework on it. But I think I could handle something like that. Do yeah, you? Could I, you do that? Uh, change the toilet? Yeah, I mean, possibly. I, the reason I asked, it was, I don't know, maybe last spring, I believe, I uh, I rebuilt our toilet. I put new internals in it. You know, I put uh, the water line. I got a new water line in. I did all that myself. And you know what? I, I felt I felt kind of good about it, you know? When you fix something like yeah. that and it And you works, don't need help? It makes you feel good. That's, I mean, that's a pretty simple job. Everybody out there listening, oh, shit, you put new parts in a toilet. Whoopity do. Well, you know what? I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, branching off what you said about um, you wish you could like put addition on your house. One of mine, I wish I was good at carpentry. Yeah. Some build shit. Sure. You know, I got a buddy, well, Roush, he's he's pretty good at that. And we built that deer blind this year and we got it out. That's what I'm going to be hunting out of because it's supposed to be snowing. But he, we built that by hand. And just watching him go to town on that and, you know, cut the wood, put it all together. It's, it's pretty amazing what you can do with some tools and some wood, man. It yeah. really is. Yeah. No, that was, I, I've seen pictures of that blind and it looks... Looks pretty sweet. Yeah, it and it's is. cool that you guys were able to do that on your own. Yeah, and shout out Big Red, he helped us as well. But you know, just anything with wood, man. Just like if you needed to put a porch on the back of your house or something, you wanted to build a porch. Like, there's no way in hell like I could ever do that. Right. But I wish I could. I wish I had the skills to do that stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like put a new roof on. Yeah. Know how to do that, reside your house, put new flooring down. Or even like uh say we wanted to build a we were talking about this with Frankie Sheffer before the last podcast. We we're 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 in the process. We want to get a new table built 
for our podcast studio here. And he says he might take that on for us and build us a table. I wish I could do that. You know, just build a nice looking table for us. That'd be cool. Yeah. Woodworking, um, welding. You know what? Speaking of welding, I was pretty good at welding back in ag class in high school. Were you? Did you ever take ag? I did. Did you ever get into any welding I out did. there? I did. I did. Did you enjoy it? Um, it was cool. It was cool learning how to do it. Mr. Skinner did a good job yeah. teaching us how to do it. Um, what I couldn't ever really get the hang of was you got to you got to wear the face shield. Yeah. And dude, unless unless there's a spark coming from the end of your welder, you can't see what the hell's going on. Right, right. So that was hard for me because I didn't know where my, I didn't know if I was like trying to weld two pieces of metal together, I wouldn't even know where to put the thing because I can't, I couldn't see anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so those are the old school masks. They make new ones now where they're light. And as soon as you strike the, the weld, it, it, the, it visor, the visor tents automatically. Because my dad's welded for years on derby cars and stuff, and he's always had one of those Darth Vader masks where it's dark the whole time. As soon as you put it on, it's dark. Yeah. So, uh, like Harbor Freight or something for his birthday or something, I bought one of like the auto tent ones. He was like, "Why the heck didn't I buy one of these before?" Because you can actually see before, but as soon as like a the light changes, the temperature changes, it goes to tent automatically. It technology, makes it way easier. Man, technology. So yeah, speaking of welding, I mean, I. I I, I mean, of course, I'm not that good. Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't done it since high school, but I felt like I could do a, you know, a good, a good, a good weld there. Yeah. Straight line, nice and nice and clean. I had fun doing it. Yeah. Welding's a great skill to have, man. Oh, it comes yeah. in handy for all kinds of stuff. A lot of people make really good money welding for a living. Oh, yeah. yeah. Them underwater welders. Oh, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is, you know, back in high school, our local high school was known for baseball. I mean, they were known for baseball. If you played, if you went to our school, I mean, baseball and volleyball, that, that was it. That was, those were the sports. And I was never good at baseball, ever. I couldn't hit that damn thing for nothing. I felt like in Little League, I wasn't a bad outfielder. Like, I felt like I was all right at outfield. But I could, I would strike out, man. I, I could not hit the baseball for shit. So I wish I was good at baseball back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it's an awesome sport. I, I really don't like watching it a whole lot on TV because it's kind of boring. But, like, going to games, I love going to Reds games. I'll go out there and, you know, have a few beers, get a hot dog, and let's go. Let's go watch the Reds play. Who doesn't like a good Reds game? Yeah, exactly. But I wish – I mean, I just wish I was good at baseball back in the day, go out there with my buddies and play. Yeah. I mean, you guys were awesome. I could uh, – with your length, you know, you're kind of a lanky guy when you got to high school. I think you could have been a great pitcher. Yeah, man. I mean that's you, what a you, lot of people say with the length. Yeah, you you would have had some good leverage. Um, I feel like because you're kind of gangly. No yeah. offense. I mean you're a good looking cat, but like you had you would have had some good whip action. I was about your, to say fastball. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I think that thing would have had some real movement. Throw a nice twelve to six on him. Yeah, man. <laughs> nice little curve on him. You get get that extension towards home plate. What was that? <laughs> Our buddy Evan. You guys went out. We talked about you guys went out there and visited him in Colorado. Didn't he throw like a pitch he called the Ephus or something? Wasn't he? I think he played on the JV team with like uh, Hollywood Maybe. and them. And he threw like a. I think Uncle Buck was the catcher, and he threw like he said that was called the Ephus. The Ephus. I don't even know what the hell that means, but I think it was like a, it was like a slow pitch. Yeah, basically, 
the EFIS is like a changeup, but it's way slow. Yeah. Okay. And basically, your arm speed is the same as if, if you're throwing a fastball, but it the thing comes in there looking like a slow pitch softball. Okay. You know, it's just like yeah, a lob, like I, a floater. I think that was Evan's specialty back in JV ball yeah. with Uncle Buck in Hollywood. I remember them talking about it. But I mean, with the arm action and the wind up and everything, it looks like a fastball. That's what throws a hitter off. Yeah. But. There's been some major league guys that have EFIS pitches over the years, too. I don't know of anybody currently, but if you YouTube EFIS pitch, yeah. you'll see some wild stuff, okay. man. Some stuff you don't typically see during a baseball game. So, yeah, baseball was one of mine. I just wish I was better at that growing up. Yeah. Um, another one of mine, and I, a lot of this stuff, if I just took the time to learn, I could probably teach myself how to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's or, the thing, but there, it's hard to find time nowadays it to, is. to learn it a is. new skill. But, um, you know, I hear all the time about guys making a buku money on the stock market oh, from investing. Yes. And it's like if you learn enough about it and you figure out, you know, what the good stocks are and when to buy low and when to sell. And you can do it all on your own nowadays with the Internet. You got websites like E-Trade and, you know, you can be your own broker pretty much. It'd be really cool to learn how to do all that stuff and, you know, take a thousand bucks a month or whatever, throw it in the stock market and let your money work for you. I like that, w- that would be cool. too. I like that one to learn the stock market. Like you said, make, make some good money. But like you said, you got to know what you're doing or you're going to lose your money quick. Right. You got to, you got to invest in the right stocks at the right time. Yep. Know when to sell too. So yeah, that, that's another good one. I got one here that might surprise you. It might also Surprise the sipping squad members. How good would how cool would it be to know like karate or like jujitsu, be and actually be good at it? Yeah, and like know all the moves, be able to do like roundhouse kicks and all, and know how to like wrestle on the ground and like you know yeah if you need it. Yeah, just for self defense. Yeah, like these UFC guys, you guys, these guys are like pros in jujitsu and karate and all this and that, different different types of fighting skills. Right. I would like to know how to do that. Yeah, just in case you ever need it, you know? Yeah, I mean, also stay in shape. Absolutely. I mean, that's great Absolutely. exercise. Oh, yeah. So being being skilled in f- fighting techniques, karate, jujitsu, whatever, I feel like that would be a great skill to know. I think so, too. I totally agree. You ever heard of Krav Maga? I don't think so. It's like Israeli martial arts. Okay. I think the Israeli military uses it. And we got a buddy of ours, Uncle Buck. He's a corrections officer. Yeah. And they, when he was going through his training to be a corrections officer, they they teach a lot of corrections officers some Krav Maga in their, um, you know, in their training or whatever before they start working. Just for self-defense purposes. And uh, he showed me some of that stuff, and it's pretty cool, too. It's like, I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but he was telling me about, like, pressure points and, you know, if somebody walks up to you and they throw a punch at you, like how you can counter that and, like, end up snapping their elbow in half or something like that. That would be cool. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but I've got a degree in law enforcement technology. And back in college, <laughs> back in college, I took this class called Unarmed Self-Defense, and we learned a bunch of the stuff like that. Like the you, different holds Yes, stuff. the different holds. Like if someone's coming at you with a knife or a gun, you know how to counter that real quick. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I forgot it by now. But we, back then, me and Hollywood, we took the class together. I mean, we knew what we were doing there for a while. 
but I mean, of course we don't now, but you know, another friend of ours, Otis, he's big into that stuff too. The pressure points and the counters and stuff, the, the job he has, he's got to know that stuff too. So have you ever, did uncle Buck ever put you in like a hold and like actually let, let him, you let him do it to you and how it feels? Yeah. Because Otis has done it to me before. And I mean, I'm tapping out quick. Yeah. Like, he says, try try to fight back a little bit. So I'm out there trying. He just he bottles me up and like I'm tapping quick. Yeah. So I mean that goes that goes with the martial they can, arts. They and can stuff. put you down. Oh man. yeah. Put you to sleep. Uh, another one of mine is, um, man, I would love to be I would love to be really skilled at playing an instrument or multiple instruments. Like, I've always what's like, your favorite? You so think? I think probably the the most common would probably be guitar. If I knew how to play guitar and I know I have a guitar, I bought one, but it takes patience to get good at it. You know, I can strum a few chords, but I can't really put them together too well. And, um, and I don't really give it enough, the time it re- requires to really be good at it, but it would be awesome to, to know how to do that. And then, you know, you could have an acoustic guitar, you got a bonfire going, you just sit out there with some buddies drinking some cold ones and strumming a few chords and everybody can sing along. I was about to say, I'd like to sing along with sure, you. Sure, man. Like you play a song everybody knows and we're out there just singing along. Yeah. Like that'd be a good time. Or, you know, if you know how to play acoustic, then it would, you probably also know how to play an electric guitar and you just, just get, rip it. get yourself an amp, go down in the basement or go out in the garage, crank that thing up and just like, can you imagine just being able to play the intro to like Sweet Child of Mine oh, and you're yeah. just you're just ripping, ripping it? it? Just just for fun. That'd be fun, yeah. man. Yeah. It'd be it'd be cool. It would I've thought I would I've thought multiple times before, like it'd be really cool to like be good enough to play in a band just with some buddies. You just go out, you know, local places around the area, play on Friday, Saturday nights and just just enjoy it. Just enjoy that having that skill. I could see you being a lead singer too. I told you, I said it in a previous episode i have the soul of a rock star i just don't have the talent and don't have the ability yeah but yeah man i would like to play the drums drums great yeah i feel like drums like again if you had a drum set down in your basement or out in your garage what a you come home after a long day at work just kind of stressed out about whatever just just bang on these things for a while just go bang on them damn drums you, you Whatever your favorite song, what rock song, crank that thing up. Even if it's just in your headphones, and you, and you're just you're just nailing it. You know, you're just playing right along. What a stress reliever! I'm with you, man. I'm Keep with you. Level. Also, talking about out there by the fire. What would you guys do if we had you know some sipping squad, us and some sipping squad out and around the fire, and you, you didn't expect this at all? We're out there having a few drinks. Troy's drinking his bourbon, and I whip out a harmonica. And I just start yeah. right there to fire. Oh, man. If I do what I was doing on harmonica and just start playing right there for you guys, oh, man, that would be some good shit. Uh, there, back when I was in college, there was this girl. Her name was Colleen. And, uh, dude, on the weekends, she was, she, was, she was on the women's basketball team. So she was always at school, like during basketball. She never went home. She was always there on the weekends. And she was kind of a free spirit type. Um, and she would walk around campus by herself, but she'd walk around campus with an acoustic guitar strumming. And she had the thing that you wear uh, around your around neck the with neck. the harmonica. Yes. 
like strumming and playing harmonica at the same time and then you know just like singing bob dylan songs <laughs> and just loving it yeah just all by herself free spirit just Any, anybody out enjoying the weather that wants to stop and and hear her sing a few lines but yeah i mean that would just be really enjoyable so instrument playing singing those would be really fun skills to have too this one's this one's kind of related to that but not really if you were so funny and you could just stand on stage and be a comedian. That's a great one. That is a that is <laughs> like a if great you if one. you could hold an audience and actually make them laugh for thirty minutes to an hour straight, that would be amazing. Yeah, because and not only I mean you could you could make a good career out of that. Oh yeah, being a stand up and walk, you know it would help you with podcasting and things yeah. like that. But even just like family get-togethers, hanging out with friends, and you're everybody's just sitting around and you're up there telling a story and just cracking everybody up. Yeah. Like you're the, you're the source of everybody's entertainment. You're the one making everybody laugh. Like that would be awesome. I mean, there's too. a lot of people that we know that are funny, like just all out funny. Like uncle Buck is hilarious. Yeah. But having that skill to be able to hold us for 30 minutes to an hour and just, we're just laughing nonstop. Yeah. That would be amazing. Just the ability to story tell. Yes. Yep. Yes. I agree. How about this? You kind of mentioned it earlier, but let's let's dig into it a little bit more. Being a mechanic, knowing your way around a motor. I mean, not even a they don't even have to be don't even have to be cars. I mean, just being able to work with anything, tinker with stuff. Your lawnmower, something's wrong with your lawnmower, you know how to fix it. Your car, something goes bad with it. Like uh, I don't know, you know, spark plugs and stuff like that. A lot of people can change that, which I probably wouldn't trust myself doing. Just little things. Take your tire off. Change your brakes. Stuff like that, man. Like side-by-sides. You break a tie rod. Take your tire off. Take it out. Replace the tie rod. Just stuff. Little things like that I wish I could do and not have to have my buddies do it for me. Yeah. Or pay my buddies to do it. You ever broke down on the side of the road? Like your your car, your truck just quits on you? On I, the side of the highway? I, I think I've... Once my first car when I was sixteen, I think I I think I, this thermostat it started overheating on me. Yes, I have had it done. Wait, wasn't there a story back when you were a freshman in high school? You went on that run to get donuts yeah. the morning after a party, and your car something happened to your car. What was that? Yeah, it was. It was I borrowed someone's car. Yeah, it wasn't even your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it it kept turning off at the stoplight. Yeah, yeah, not good. But. uh I've never, thankfully, I've never broke down somewhere. But, you know, every now and then you go by somebody and they're broke down on the side of the road. And I, I'm never one to stop and help because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. I can't be of any help. I can pat them on the back while they're. I feel like, I feel like if that happened to like me or you, just to look cool as men, we'd get out there. You have to. Pop the hood. Yeah. And to. just get down in there and just look at it and be like, hmm. Wonder what this is here. Yeah, you break down. <laughs> you break down. Your wife's in the passenger seat. Uh, babe, just stay there. Well, honey, let me go take a look. <laughs> yeah. You pop the hood. You, you and you're hoping when you pop the hood, you're hoping that it's something so painfully obvious, like a big off switch that you just need to flip on, <laughs> yep. and the car will start running again. Damn now. right. But you open it up and you just look down, and you're just like, well, what the hell do I do now? I tell you what, about the only thing I could do with the car is change the battery, put uh put some gas in it, and 
That's probably about it. I can put some air in the tires. Hell yes. That's the man shit there. You but, can check the oil probably. Yeah, yeah, I can check the oil. I can add some oil. Yeah. But, I mean, have you ever changed your own oil? Uh, I, I have. Yep. Okay. Yep. My dad took the time to teach me how to change my own oil back in high school. Do you do it now still? I don't still. Okay. It's just... It's just so much easier. Yeah, it's just a lot easier. It's just, just so much easier to take it through the oil change place, you know, when you're out running errands or whatever. But I can if I need to. Yeah. I can also wash my car. Yep. <laughs> yep. I can change the windshield wipers. Can Me you? too. Yes, I can do that as well. I have, uh, I've also replaced a taillight before. <laughs> have you done that? I have. Okay. You're talking about the bulb? Yes, the bulb. Y- yep. Yep. <laughs> Headlights. <laughs> I can do that as well. Yep. I mean, Changing tires. Basic stuff. Yeah. Tire rotations. I mean, just just to be able to go out there in the garage and actually know what the hell you're doing. Get your hands greasy. Just get in there and work on that motor. Let's tinker with it. Yeah. Put some Def Leppard on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, old school? That movie, Old School, yeah. Will Ferrell's always in his <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway, mechanics and motors, man. It would be nice to be able to know what the hell we're doing with For them. sure. As men. For sure. You got anything else? My only other one was I would love to be a good dancer. Well, I, I shouldn't say I'm, I'm already a pretty good dancer. I, I wish I was a great, fantastic dancer. As in what kind of dancing? Are we talking break dancing or yes, ballroom dancing? Yes. All of it? I took ballroom dancing lessons one time. Really? I did. How'd that go? It was, it was um, there's a little place in the, t- in the town I live. They used to give ballroom dancing lessons. So back when I was single, I thought, you know, this would be, this, this might be something different. So I went in there. It's like, yeah, I want to sign up for five five lessons or whatever. Dude, dancing lessons, ballroom dancing lessons are expensive. Oh, I bet. I signed up for like like a like a 10, 10 lesson package, 500 bucks. What? Yes, $500. For 10 lessons? 10 lessons and they're about 50 minutes a lesson, 45 50 minutes a lesson. Shit, like you said, get on YouTube, teach yourself. Well, <laughs> At that point, I was like, well, th- these are the only dance lessons I'm ever going to take. Yeah. But I'll I'll see it through to the end. But yeah. it was cool. I learned how to do some, uh, you know, the waltz, the foxtrot, the cha-cha, tango, you know, things like that. It was it was cool. I don't remember any of it because it was like six years ago, but it was fun. Okay. But, yeah, it, it'd be really cool to learn how to break dance, like pop and lock. Yeah. Get down on the ground. Like, It'd be fun for weddings and stuff. Spin on your back a little yeah. bit, hop back up. Yeah. You know what else would be cool? I just now thought of it. Like being good at like gymnastics, like being able to jump and do like flips and shit. Flips and shit. <laughs> like you run and you just jump in there and you do like a corkscrew flip and land on your feet. Acrobatic. Yeah, just yeah. being able parkour. Parkour. <laughs> Let's do some parkour shit. Let's jump off some walls. Yeah, you're out there in the middle of Lake Norris doing a... uh houseboat or something doing some awesome flips off the top deck yeah well i think it, I, actually your your sister's boyfriend is awesome at that did really? you know that i did not know that Dude, this guy's jumping off bridges doing backflips really yeah that's i mean it's sick shit to that's me that's cool i mean that's cool yeah I, there's no way in hell i'm doing that because i'm doing a back smacker i'm landing on my face dude i try to i try to front flip off the top deck of a houseboat one time and landed flat on my back knocked the wind out of me <laughs> If I didn't know how to swim very well, I might have I might have been in trouble when I hit the water because I was hurting. <laughs> yeah, so just being able to do flips and shit. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, I think that's going to do it for this segment. Hope you guys all enjoyed that. Now it's time for the Sip and Serve podcast questions of the week. But first, 
We already did, but we're going to give them another quick shout out to Old Canal Smokehouse down there in downtown Chillicothe. You guys can visit them at 94 East Water Street. They are known for the most unique craft beer selection and their rare bourbons. You guys can go in, order takeout, or even have them cater your next event. Corey with a K, what's the first question? First question is from Nathan. Would you rather get choked out by an anaconda or ripped apart by a mountain lion? You know, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool question here. Nathan's a first-timer. Thanks for sending it in. Thanks for listening. But uh, getting choked out by an anaconda, I mean, your life just getting squeezed out of you. And then the, the, then this thing's going to eat you whole. I mean, it's, it's literally going to swallow you whole. Or get ripped apart by a mountain lion. I mean, just shredding you. Teeth, claws, just ripping you apart. Another thing that this reminds me of, did you ever see that video of that guy getting chased by that mountain lion up a trail? Yes. He wasn't getting chased really, but this guy was, I mean, he was prey. He was prey for this mountain lion. He was kind of backing away, filming it. Yeah. And the mountain lion kept coming after him. Not like, not kind of trying to scare him off. Yeah. But yeah, terrifying. Yes. So, I'm I'm scared to death of snakes. Anybody who knows me, I do not mess with snakes Snakes whatsoever. Give me the willies too. A gardener snake, I'm out. But if I see a 20-foot anaconda, uh, I might just pass out when I see it. And then it's going to eat me or choke me out. So I think I'd rather get ripped apart by a mountain lion. I, mean, I hate snakes, man. An anaconda is going it's going to it's not going to try to just swallow you alive whole. It's going to squeeze the life out of yep. you, suffocate you. Mm-hmm. And then so you don't put up a fight. So you're an easier meal for it. So basically that's that's dying by um suffocation right yep. yeah oh yeah or maybe even getting getting your inside squeezed to the point where your head just pops off exactly that would be awful I mean, that would be a slower a much slower death i'm probably going give me the mountain line okay so we're both going with the mountain line yep. all right next question next question is from marty he says just a simple question here are you the type of person who knows where you're going and uses the signs if need be? Or do you say the hell with it with paying atten- the hell with paying attention to the signs and throw the address in the GPS? I um I take a lot of pride in being uh navigationally and directionally aware. Me too. So GPS for me is more of a fail safe, a fallback plan B. But I typically know, have a pretty good idea where I'm going. Even if I'm not familiar with the area, if I know I'm heading north or east or west or south, I can usually figure out, you know, find my way. It may take 10, 15 minutes longer than if I put it in the GPS, but I think that's that's a good skill to have. It's just, you know, being able to navigate when, you know, say you're up in the mountains or something and your GPS, you got no signal. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, I'm definitely that type. My wife is the opposite. She's GPS to get to the 7-Eleven across town, which <laughs> which when she drives places, she she's always using the GPS, and she'll she'll be taking, you know, a highway, and it's unnecessary. And I'm just like, where, where are you going? Well, my GPS, give me that thing. Take the next exit. What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm not – I'm GPS for me – I, I take pride in kind of knowing where I'm going in general and not having to use the GPS all the time. I agree with you. You know, places that I've frequently visited, 
a lot of people need GPS for, but it's there. I mean, just they're in my brain here. Like I go to Indianapolis a lot. Love Indy. I can get there without a GPS. Yeah. I love Lake Norris in Tennessee. I can get down there without a GPS. I love going to Myrtle Beach. I know that route like the back of my hand. I can get down there without a GPS. But I mean, different. I mean, different places that you've never been. Like say I needed to drive out to Iowa or something. Like I have no idea how to get there. I might pull it up, but mainly you're mainly on a highway when you're traveling afar. I mean, just just keep going the same direction. Yeah. Like you said, north, south, east, or west. You're gonna get close. Then you might you might slip it in, slip in the address to get to your waypoint there. But uh Marty, to answer your question, I think I'm I don't use a whole lot of GPS unless I absolutely have to. I feel like GPS is more useful when you're in a city and you're not familiar with it and you're trying to get to say a restaurant across town and there's you know you got to take five different streets and you got to turn left turn right yes. turn left turn right yep. that type of thing that's where gps i think for me comes in handy the most yep great question marty next question next question is from our buddy jordan would you rather have uncontrollable diarrhea during your wedding vows or the birth of your first child frankie <laughs> frankie shufford coming in hot great question uncontrollable diarrhea during your wedding vows or during the birth of your first child? I think first glance, I thought that's a tough one, but I think more I think about it, I would much rather have uncontrollable diarrhea for the birth of my first child because during your wedding vows, everybody you know, everybody you're close with is basically there watching. So if you, listening. if you make a mess of your pants, they might hear it too. They might hear it. They're going to see it, you know, typically, Chances are your you and your soon to be wife are mic'd up up there. They're going to hear it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just you're far. You're probably far away from any bathroom, any yeah. relief, and it's just really going to stink. Yeah. So birth of your first child, you know, it's it's going to get messy in that room anyway. Either way, <laughs> either way, and it, typically there's a bathroom right there in the room, so. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the birth of my first child. Yeah, like you said, it, it's going to get messy. It's going to get messy either way in that emergency room or, you know, the delivery room there. And uh, I feel like I'm probably going to get sick either way. I'm just, just seeing that stuff for the first time. Yeah. So uh, I might, I, I mean, I might have diarrhea either way. While I'm in that room watching that, I might get sick. I might puke. It might come out both ends. So. Yeah, birth of your first child. I mean, that's that's what I'm going with here. Corey with K. Cue the music. Sipping squad. On your feet. It's time for the question of the week. Brought to you by the Okinawa Smokehouse. For the very first time, he's standing tall at the top. He goes by the name of Justin. A little something different here. That's why that's why I like this. Before I get into this, here's a little bit about myself. I'm the jokester of my family and my and I am also known for telling you what's on my mind and not holding back. So On Thanksgiving, my mother was in charge of cooking the turkey for our family this year. My aunt usually cooks the turkey, but she was unable to make it this year due to COVID. 
My mom was very worried for several hours on how the turkey was going to come out. When we all sat down to eat at the dinner, my mom kept asking everyone how the turkey was and everyone just like nod their head, say it's good, or just like kind of ignore her. I just straight up told her it was dry and I've had better. <laughs> she looked at me with a blank stare, didn't say anything for like 20 seconds. So I really couldn't tell if she was mad, pissed, upset, couldn't tell. And then all of a sudden she said, I agree. Who wants a frozen pizza? So my question is, is it better to lie to someone to make them feel better about a certain situation? Or is it better to just straight up tell them the truth? A lot here, DG. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh depends on the circumstance. It's situational. Yeah. So in this situation here, let's put ourselves in these shoes. Say of your mother, my mother, they're cooking this turkey for the very first time. They've never done it before. And it, it, it just kind of goes to hell. Like the turkey's not good. And she's asking your table, your family, how is it? I mean, what's your reaction here? I'm going to... I'm not picky about food as it is. I'm really not. Oh, I, I, that's a lie. I'm pretty picky about my food, but and I and probably knowing the amount of time she spent preparing it, I don't care if it comes out like a piece of charcoal. I'm going to eat it and I'm going to act like I like it. And if she asks me, I'm going to yeah, pretty good. Thank you. Good shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in front of the front of other family. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to make her feel bad about, you know, well, it, it could have been a little better. Yeah, or yeah. Could have used a little more salt or could have taken it out of the out of the crock pot a little earlier. What You know, yeah. not, whatever. I can appreciate this, though, because Justin gave us a little backstory on himself beforehand. So he's basically telling us he don't ever hold back. He says what's on his mind. So I appreciate that out of him. Yeah. But I think, I mean— from the sounds of this, his mom knew the turkey wasn't going to be very good. And she kind of expected that, it sounds like. She was very worried. And he says, you know, I've had better. And she gave him that blank stare. So he's like, did I hurt her feelings? Did I not hurt her feelings? And then she says, who wants the frozen pizza? Well, so she she kind of knew that it was bad once she tasted it as well, it sounds like. So, I mean... But to answer his question, is it better to lie to someone to make them feel better about a certain situation? At times, like you said, it's situational. Or is it better to just straight up tell them the truth? I like telling people the truth, honestly. But I kind of agree with you, DG. This is the type of situation where you don't you don't want to ruin the dinner. You don't want to get that vibe out. You're gathering for a family here. Just let's just keep the vibe good and let's just say it's good. Right. There's you know? plenty there's plenty of other food there for you to eat. It's whatever. You're not gonna starve just because the turkey wasn't very good and you don't want to eat any. Now, on the other hand, let me give you like a another example of the other going the other way with this argument. And I'll let me preface this by saying this has not happened to me. It's not currently happened. This is just off the dome an example. Like say a good good buddy of mine is engaged and his wedding's in a couple of months and maybe he pulls me aside and he's, you know, he's starting to get some cold feet and he says, you know, I don't, I'm a little hesitant about this. Is this really who, is this really who I want to marry? Is this how I want my life to go? And if I have an opinion on the matter, I'm not, and it's just he and I, and he's asking me for my honest opinion, I'm going to give him my honest opinion. Yep. And if I think this dude is about to ruin two lives by this marriage, then I'm probably going to say so. Because there's there's bigger consequences, 
You know what I mean? If yeah. he goes through with it and he doesn't really want to marry her. Oh yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, like so something like that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna shoot him straight. Because it's not it's about more than just hurt feelings at that point, you know. So like I said, it just depends for me personally, it just depends on the situation. Yep. I agree with that. DG, you answered that question great. Corey with K, thanks thanks for uh, getting the questions together for us. That's going to do it for us this week. That is the end of our show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like us on Facebook. Our email is sipandservepod at gmail.com. Send in those questions for episode 34. Also, don't forget to call us on the hotline, 740-720-3537. JG, appreciate the call. Roush, BG, thanks for donating your cards to this kid. Take his woman out on a date. Sounds like they enjoyed it. Listeners, hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Continue to uh, stay safe, stay distance, whatever you got to do um, as we work our way to the, uh, the Christmas season. So appreciate all the listener support. Send in those questions. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and like Rolski was saying, you know, leave, leave us a review. Um, give us a follow. Mention the podcast to somebody you think might enjoy it. Joe Burrow, get well soon. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. I'm Rolski. Stay hot. Stay safe. And all you hunters out there in your blaze orange, shoot straight. Know what you're shooting at. Know your surroundings. I'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve podcast.